Greetings, Possum Kingdom. It's Datum here for this week's intro, and we're going to just be talking a little bit about corruption. Now, I usually pawn off the rules and mechanics intros to Josh, but it just seemed cruel to make him talk about all the horrible things that could potentially happen to his character. So I'm taking it this week. So now that one of our PCs has been corrupted, I thought it might be prudent to give y'all a little breakdown on how all this works. You can gain a corruption from any multitude of ways. Getting bit by a vampire or a werewolf is a classic. Being cursed by a witch or a hag could be another. While we don't know exactly what is causing the corruption at New Elysium, we can talk about what happens once you've been afflicted with this insidious little problem. When you're afflicted with a corruption, you must attempt a saving throw against the corruption's progress at the end of each day, before taking the normal eight hours of uninterrupted rest to regain spent resolve points and daily abilities. Now, what type of saving throw this is depends on the specific nature of the corruption, but in our case, it seems that will saves are the name of the game. There is a typically Pizoian calculation for the DC, but suffice it to say, the more corrupt you become, the more difficult the save. If you fail this save, which is rolled right before bed each night as you say your prayers, read your favorite book, or drink the last dregs from the bottle, you may spend a number of resolve points equal to one plus the amount of manifestations you currently have to change that failure to a success. But Adam, what is a manifestation? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. You see, corruption progresses in stages, and every time you fail that bedtime save, you progress one level on the track. On every even-numbered stage, you gain manifestation. Manifestations are physical alterations to your body that are representations of the growing darkness inside the afflicted character. So each manifestation grants a gift, or a special power, and a stain which is reflected as a detriment. You will see plenty of examples of this in the upcoming episode and beyond, but in short, you gain a mechanical power, but you also take a mechanical disadvantage. I don't want to be evil, Datum. I want to fight this horrible corruption inside of me. Okay, okay. There are a couple ways to do this, but it isn't pretty either way. You can refuse the gift when you are presented with a new manifestation. However, you do still get that stain. But if you do refuse the gift, you gain a plus one bonus to saving throws against the corruption as long as you continue to resist the urge to take that power along with the stain. Refusing gifts may be necessary because if you take too many, you fully succumb to corruption and your precious character becomes evil and my NPC to torture you and your fellow party mates with. Okay, so how do I get rid of a corruption? Well, that depends on the specific corruption. You don't think I'm going to give that away now, do you? At the end of the day, corruption is a really fun mechanic to add to your game, but one that you want to be mindful of with your players. Player agency is important, and corruptions can infringe on that in negative ways if you aren't keeping communication channels open. Have you experienced corruptions in any of your games? Do you have any further questions about this affliction? Let's talk in the Discord, or on Twitter. That's enough from me. It's now time for episode 79, Phil Communication.
It's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Uh, was it not? I was. I was. Did y'all, know, did y'all see that coming? Fuck no. Not no. not like that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hmm. Oh, I, he, it just makes me worried now that everything that's just been happening right now. Like by the end of a book, it's just going to be like we killed everybody on this station, yeah. and it's just like we're the bad guys. This is not a resort; it's actually a prison. We're here; we're all under some sort of mind control to yep. think that it's a resort. Yeah, you're back yeah. in Galta. It's a simulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a simulation. <laughs> you just never like- made it out of Galta. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're still in Atlantic space. It's just a J.J. Abrams show. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're the all hooked drivers. up to that same machine Sedona was hooked up to. It's yeah, all right. simulated. It's a quote-unquote correctional facility. Uh-huh. Right. And, yeah. and in the moment that Zeno activated the rune drive is when that happened. That's, yeah. The, yeah. that's yeah. when the ship We're in changed. a dark timeline that's now. When, yeah. that's, 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 that's our Harambe. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I split the timelines and we're now yeah. in the Berenstain universe. Exactly. Oh my God. Wow, this is great. Um, well, I, you know, it doesn't get any better from here, folks. Um, mm. That being said, All right, we'll see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's go back to where we can turn on the signal jammer. Yeah, wait, I told you, I already beat this game. I already finished it, man. I'm just playing the alternate, alternate ending right now. Yeah, that's it. The challenge mode, no signal jammer. Um, okay. So, yeah, we're going to just jump into it. I mean, yeah. I don't think Heath wants to have any opening banter with me. He's been, been yeah. upset in between no, episodes. I don't want to fucking talk to you. <laughs> you may not even actually lizard. be talking to me. No, so, this guy, Daddy. I, no, so, I'm just going to assume from here on out I'm not responsible for any of my actions. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about kind of what you saw. You know, you the only thing that you saw on that that you don't remember doing is pulling him against the bars a couple times. But that prisoner didn't didn't die, um, and is actually fine. You know what I mean? Like when you get the second angle, you know, like yeah, you know, you bruised his face up a little bit, but he's a space pirate. You mm-hmm. know, uh, people don't really like space pirates. He has worse. They have, they have a bad reputation, um, and he's and he's and he's not like in critical condition or anything. But Mike has got to be shaken up by this, not only because he's seeing himself do something he doesn't remember doing, but it was to a prisoner that he thought was Gardenzio, but it's not, at least as it's shown on the video. And Kane clicks off the the recording, security footage, and says, So, tell me, exactly how are you a protection agency uh mike is just like stunned for a minute um because mike is played by heath <laughs> um <laughs> what are, are are the prisoners humans yes okay so that so that, i mean they don't they're not like a completely different race of of people no. or anything no um I mean, what does Oren think? Well, well, Heath collects himself. I mean, (laughs) Oren is shocked, first of all. Oren's shocked, but honestly, at this point, he's, like, not surprised. It's like, he knows something is fucking with them. He Mm. knows that he's seeing things and has seen things that he knows are not capable of happening. Like, things that, you know, like, are completely improbable. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, he's doing his best to, like, 
hide an expression of shock and just goes, Um, so what's the problem? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Perfect arm response. Like, like Kane just says, you, you stepped out of line and you stepped into my line of business. This is my responsibility and nobody authorized you to put hands on any of my prisoners. And, and Philip says, okay, calm down, Kane. I, I, I actually did tell them that they could go see this man because this man told me that he he knows Mike now. Now, Mike, you know this man, don't you? That's on the on the <clears throat> on the video. Perhaps you can just tell us what's what's going on here. But I can't. Uh. <laughs> so, it, like, he's like Orin sees Mike struggling, right? Like, because mm-hmm. Mike Mike is understandably in shock about this, and Orin's well, like, I mean. I mean, my thing is, like, you have the same memories of me, right? Like, you don't remember me beating somebody's head into the bars, right? Like, did we, we shared the exact same delusion. Uh, Orin snapped out of it faster, but, I, but like... By the, but time, by the time he snapped out of it, you had already started moving against the wall. You know what I mean? So, yes, he shared the same experience that you did. You know what I mean? Like, so he didn't see you hit this person, right? What he did see was a bunch of rocks fly through the hole and and smash this person's face. Well, but he saw Gardenzio as well. He saw this He doesn't man. know what Gardenzio looks like. Right. Ooh. He only knows him by name and you just said that he was human. No, because Gardenzio tapped into our like vidcoms when we had a space combat. Yeah, it wasn't vi- it wasn't video though. It was only audio. So Orin sees Mike kind of struggling uh, to, to, to figure out what to say and he's like look uh, those two have history okay it's it, 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 bad blood between them and uh, I mean anyway what do you care man it's just a couple of mangy space pirates I happen to agree with you Mr. Vance um, I'm really calling this meeting as a formality for Mr. Zaffel here he, he, it seems as if his pride has been insulted. And, you know, looking at it from his point of view, I can understand. He is the security chief here at New Elysium. I know I asked you here as security consultants, but he feels that you've overstepped that line. The prisoner is fine. He'll be okay. Um, I mean, he is a space pirate, and he has a pretty long record of crime that we've looked up. No harm, no foul, as far as that's concerned. I think it's more just... We need to work this out between... the t- You know, your team and Kane. So, Kane, would you like to tell them what it exactly is is your issue? And Kane is just, like, rolling his eyes hard at this, like, <laughs> overly HR... You yeah, know, meeting yeah meeting, very much. You know, that's going on. And he says, I only have one thing to say. My job is the security here. You are guest. Let's keep it at that. I Mike just like looks at him and like ignores him and turns to Philip. He's like, "Can you tell me the names of those two people?" Just I know it sounds odd, but who who are the people in that video? Like on well, record, I guess. Yeah, like, like, like they said. They said they pulled their files, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so one is named Travis Kane, and another one is named Chuck. Just Chuck is the only alias that he has. They're both um, known to be associated with the gardeners. Yeah, well, look, like, like I said, <clears throat> this this gang, they represent the gardeners. We got a long history. Uh, like my my man here said, they're, they're mangy space pirates. They're a gang. They're, uh, out, they operate outside the law. They tried to kidnap the freaking Buzzblades, right? Like Yes, and we're so appreciative of your help, aren't we, Kane? Kane's just like... <laughs> so look, I apologize for roughing him up a bit. He said some things to me that were uncouth, and I reacted poorly. I apologize for stepping on your toes here. But maybe you could, like, use a bit of a better bedside manner there. Seems like you've been gunning for me and my friends since we got on this rock. Just because we did a nice thing for you. Look, I'll stay out your fucking way, but don't come at me. Uh, he pushes He pushes himself away from the table, stands up abruptly, and, like, snaps at the two guards. And says, this is ridiculous. You stay out of my goddamn lane, and we'll be just fine. And he says, come on. And he's. All right. We'll see ya. <laughs> All right, that's the episode. Nice. <laughs> uh, nice. And Philip, very well done. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice recovery there. Yeah, pat um, themselves on the back. Um, Philip, <laughs> for his part, is like, yeah, again, I'm, I'm so sorry about all this mess. I've, I've, from the beginning, this has just been a stain on your stay here, and, and, um, I just, I, I'm really, I, I'm really sorry. Like, roll a sense motive. Warren. Um, uh, um, Felipe? Yeah, you can too, Mike, if you'd like to, but uh, I figure you're just kind of, you know, I mean, I try to okay. help. Sure, yeah. yeah, you can do it. Uh, I will fail to help. <laughs> Does it, okay, did you, oh, you didn't, didn't no. aid? Then that's going to be a, With a three, no. Okay, no. 29. Mm. Um, as he's, he's apologizing about this whole business with the pirates, you can see him just kind of like reaching up to his eye a little bit. Mm-hmm. Look, mate, uh, can I ask you a personal question, Philip? I already sure. asked you one time. Sure. What happened to your face, mate? <laughs> Drop well, the facade. Something happened. Yes. Um. It's it's quite embarrassing, actually. I I. Well, you know, I, I was running on the treadmill in the in the morning, and I and I lost my step. And I just face planted right there, right there on the ground, and and I also kind of twisted my ankle too. Sense motive? Can, do I need to roll that over? Yeah, you can. You can roll another one. Oh God, absolute shit. Nineteen. I mean, sounds like a so, plausible story as any. Yeah. You know, like. So look, can I ask you this? And this may sound odd feel like we we're becoming friends um was there anything odd that happened that or you saw right before you took your your little tumble was there something maybe that distracted you or frightened you um roll perception check both of you 
14. Uh, 24. Uh, he says, um, kind of takes him a second. He says, um, no, I, I, I was just distracted. Um, I, I had a lot on my mind. Uh, there's so many guests here and there, the doctor kept coming to me, not kept coming to me, but mentioned that so, there, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm saying too much. And uh, no. I didn't. Look, Phil. You can hide from me, lie to me, all you want to. But oh, no, no, wanna... I'm not lying. It's I just don't... it's the shrimp. Shh. It's they. T- she told me about the shrimp. Shut, shut your trap. It's just not for a the second. fucking shrimp. And Orin just kind of like like makes a fist. You know, not not at him, but just pissed off about the shrimp. You know, <laughs> right? He's so tired of hearing about <laughs> yeah. shrimp. Shrimp stew, shrimp salad. <laughs> uh, look, like, uh, and, and he like puts a shoulder on, or a hand on Orin's shoulder. And he's like, look, like he said, or implied, there's something weird going on here. And I know it's your job to act like there's not and to try to make sure that you can fix whatever this is. But there's something going on and it ain't no fucking food poisoning. Hmm. How long you been here, Philip? Norrin gives him a kind of a steel-eyed glare, you know what, what I mean? What do, you, Checking. What, do you, what do you mean? How long you been working here? Oh, um, for two years. Two years, huh? Yes, I was here for the, for, um, the two years part of the planning process for, for converting this... I mean, for opening Yeah, this. it used to be a corporate retreat for Eclipse you know Innovations. I know a lot of things, Philip, so maybe you should be honest with me. Okay, yes, this was once a corporate uh, uh, getaway, but... Why did it close? I guess that they wanted bigger, newer experiences. You know how these elite get? that After a while, this is, bo- this is boring to them, and they saw that it could be turned into money, and... They called me. I was just a a, a, a local radio DJ. <laughs> uh, where, really? Yeah, where, yeah, <laughs> <I was> always, <laughs> uh, on on Absalom Station, and I, and I think that they just liked my like my my morning talk show of of how to throw parties, and um, and I also have a, a you know a degree in marketing and a degree in business and uh, a master's in yeah, psychology. Yeah, that's real great. No, oh. listen. In the two years that you spent renovating this place, there's uh, nothing funny happened to anybody here. You I mean, there's all sorts missing. of funny jokes. Alright, that's not what I'm talking about. And he's just, I mean, like, he's staring into this man's soul. He says, no, no, they're no funny business. I swear. What kind of funny business are you talking about? Or I'll glance at Mike. Like, kind of give him, like, a, a raised eyebrow, you know? Yeah. And he's like, look. You said your doctor keeps coming and talking to you. Right? Yeah. And I'm assuming she told you there's been a sort of outbreak of symptoms. Yeah. Between some of the, the patients here. Or not patients. <laughs> between some of the, the guests here. Yes. There's the shrimp. 
Look, mate. It's not. Has she, has she damn shrimp. Goddamn. Nora, like, bangs his fist on the table. Right. You're, like, fucking me up so hard because, like, I'm supposed to be the intimidation corrupted one here and I'm playing the nice cops so hard. Uh, <laughs> You're resisting, right? You're trying to resist. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can't both be the bad cop, right? Um, and I don't, I like, now I feel guilty even being mean to Philip. He's so little. Um, but, <clears throat> anyways, so. Did she give you a list of what these symptoms are? Oh, no, that's... I told her to just deal with it. I have so much else to do. I, I have the utmost faith in in the doctor. She will take care of whatever potential illnesses. Yeah, well, look, she's a good one, but she came and talked to us just as a checkup, you know, as, yes. as is her duty. But I'm going to tell you the list of symptoms that she's got compiling it definitely ain't nothing to do with shrimp and food poisoning my man these are much stranger symptoms I must speak with her immediately um in fact I I, sh- I will go do that now thank you for the heads up I haven't spoken to her since last night so um if there's nothing else I will look, s- look, see you later or? you look out for yourself alright and would you do me a favor and if you have anything strange happen, don't hesitate to let one of us know, alright? We're here to help. Uh, okay, great. Thank you. Are you enjoying your stay here at, at New Elysium? Is everything... Well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, well, I'll have to go see the doctor now. Alright, we'll see you. <laughs> um, okay. Fucking Meanwhile. hate that guy. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile... You know, this is still the same night, right? This is the end of day four, the night of day four. And let's go to, um, Fell. Get another computer's check on that old app. We'll see if you can actually do something here. Yeah, I'm going to use that, uh, inspiration on this one. There you go. So, thank you, Barry Claire, for that. Oh, God damn it. It's a five on the die. Ugh. Which uh, is a 23 plus the inspiration. So what, 26? Yeah, that's uh, not going to get it. Whatever they've got, mm. whatever they got on here is pretty pretty secure. And you've just been distracted as well each night too. Like it's just, you can't focus because you really don't like it here. I mean, from the moment you stepped foot on New Elysium, I mean, your old buddy told you to leave, you know, like... Mm-hmm. You from the get go have had a bad feeling about this place, so to speak. Um, but you know, this is, uh, I'm calling it now. This is a like most dangerous game or whatever the fuck it is situation where like these corporate motherfuckers are watching us lose our minds. And that's the, that's the joke. Like ca- that's ca- the joy. It's cabin in the woods. Yeah, yeah, it's Cabin in the Woods, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. So, let's go to Kuiper. Kuiper, that evening when you go back to your room, you know, I imagine you're continuing to do research as you do. Yeah. Sitting at your desk in the dark, maybe just having your, just the desk light on. That's the only thing on. Because it's like lighting up some papers, you know, you're maybe looking over, you know, just kind of looking at that scrap of paper that you pulled from 
Kristoff's mouth, you're looking through your data pad, you're just kind of trying to see if you can see anything new. Yeah. And as you're looking through that stuff, you moving your your hands or your paws kind of in and out of the light, you notice something. As you move your paw out of the light, you know, you picture you have a desk lamp that just kind of does like a beam right down on the desk. And so there's like a hard line of where the light is versus where the darkness is. You pass your hand through it. And when it goes into the like the, the dim light right up the outside of the focused desk light, you see your like the color of your fur darken. Pull it back in the light. Comes back to your normal color. You move it back into the dim light. It darkens. And almost begins to start to take the patterns of whatever is on the desk. You know? So you get up from the desk and go to the kind of mirror that's over the dresser. You know how there's generally a mirror over the dresser Uh in hotel rooms and and you turn out all the lights. Okay. And you use your dark vision, let it kind of come into focus and you're looking in the mirror. And as you stand still, you begin to just kind of blend in with the shadows. And Kuiper, you are corrupted and have gotten your first <laughs> manifestation. Oh, Uh-oh. Dude. Two down. <laughs> Two down. Three to go. Fuck. Oh, my God. You, you failed. I, I've got a your, high your wheel check. save. Fuck. Yep. Um, <laughs> so you have the shadow cloak cor- uh, manifestation. Uh, so you now easily blend in shadows. Mm-hmm. Okay, I figured and that. As as you're doing that, as as you see yourself kind of blend in, you also feel weak, and some of some of the strength leave you. So your gift, provided you are in an area of dim light or darkness, you can use stealth to hide, even while being observed. That's pretty fucking cool. Your stain, your muscles weaken. When you attempt any strength-based check, roll twice and take the worst result. Oh, are you serious? Disadvantage. Oh. D&D disadvantage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike. Okay. What's up, buddy? You're already having your manifestation, so you get to make your first roll that's not me rolling for you. To okay. save against this corruption. So, that is what I need you to do. Okay. Uh, that'll be an 18. That's a will, right? Yeah. We'll save 18. You save against progression. So Very you nice. remain on stage too. That's all that happens with the corruptions this evening. Hmm, indeed. Cool. However... Ziva has a dream. 
This is going to be a combination flashback nightmare. So Heath, you and I will do. You'll do your whoosh. I'll do the doodly doos. Okay. I want everybody else to do the. This has gotten so complex. Yeah. <laughs> this rabbit hole goes deep. All right, you guys, ready? Let's layer this shit. Okay, ready? Here we go. <laughs> great, great job, guys. It's gonna sound dope with sound effects. It is. <laughs> The sharp rap of heel against stone fills the marble hallway as Eva makes her way through the employee wing of the Pools of Paradise. She has just returned from a meeting with the stewards. Everything had gone perfectly. Giving her sworn statement and cementing her alibi with the lawkeepers of Absalon Station had been the last detail needed to finish off the operation. It had taken almost six years of planning, hundreds of thousands of credits, bribes, blackmail, and more than a little good luck to pull it off. But it had all been worth it. She rounds a corner and sees him standing in front of one of the employee apartments. At 12 feet tall, with four arms and huge tusks jutting out of a gray face, he should have been terrifying. But the look in his eyes is that of worry. Etram. As Ziva whispers his name, he turns to her the pained look sliding into a gentle, though fanged smile. Ziva, you're back. How did the meeting go? Are the stewards going to give us any trouble? He stares down at her, ready to hear the worst. A soft chuckle bubbles out of her as she answers. <laughs> Why, Etram, whatever do you mean? Why would the stewards bother us? They're far too busy looking into the recent uproar at Akiton. The smile she wears is equal parts mischievous and triumphant. Haven't you heard? Apparently there was a huge raid on one of the Colosseums. A bunch of slavers died and all of the slaves just, poof, vanished. Isn't that fascinating? His smile grows wider as she finishes her mock gossip then slips a little when he looks back to the door he'd been standing at. Seems like he was looking through the door as he whispers, Truly, thank you, Ziva. We all owe you so much. You not only saved us from the slavers, but you are helping rebuild our lives. It hasn't been a week, but almost all of us have been able to either go back to our old lives or start new ones. As he continues to stare at the door, Ziva finishes the thought for him. Almost all, but not all. Have you spoken with her today? His massive head shakes gently. No, I tried, but she wouldn't respond. She's not eating. I don't think she's slept much at all. I don't know how to help her. He sighs and closes his eyes for a moment. She's all alone. The other Akeshti who were rescued, the ones from the breeding cells, they are all too far gone to be any comfort. Most of them have gone full Rivener. And the eggs... Ziva, the eggs... His head shakes again. Ziva, 
one of the slavers destroyed all of the eggs in the hatchery. With a voice full of soft fury, he whispers, He did it out of spite. He knew he was going to die there. So he... <sighs> she saw it, Ziva. She watched from her cell as he shattered every egg. He looks down at a loss. Ziva placed a gentle hand on his huge leg. No, Etram, she's not alone. She has us. Give me a moment with her. She gives him a small smile before opening the door. Inside the room is dark, save the light that pours in through the single large window on the far wall. On a bench in front of the window sits Inakeshti, knees drawn up toward her chest, holding herself tightly as she starts out onto the streets of Absalom Station. She is wearing a pair of simple cream-colored pants and matching shirt. In her contorted position, the shirt hitches up to reveal a red, scaly side crisscross with pink scars. Ziva knows that those scars carried all the way across her stomach and onto the other side. As Ziva crosses the room towards the small lizard-like female, a wash of memories from years before played like snippets of a vid file through her mind. A flash of teeth, claws, and blood. A red female fighting in the pit with a tan male. A male pinning down the female, clawed hands locked around her neck while his clawed feet ripped at her belly. The female's hands shooting up, claws slicing deep into the male's neck. A spray of blood as the tan body rolled from atop her. The ruin that the male's hind claws had made of her abdomen. And Ziva at this point tosses and turns in her sleep as she goes deeper into her memories and her dreams and it turns more into a nightmare. Ziva sees herself in the medbay of the Colosseum, tending to the small female, sewing her up the best she could. As she worked, she saw the corner of her eye. Two slavers walk into the room. One was short and dressed in the rust-colored robes of the pitmasters, the other tall and clad in dust and blood-splattered leather. On his hip, two different whips hung in coils. One was braided carbon fiber, but the other was a length of chain. This man was one of the few people Ziva truly feared within the Colosseum. He was simply known as the trainer. The pitmaster sighed. Ugh, she's ruined. Reproductive organs have been eviscerated. Very well, then. If she is too broken for your games, I will give her a new purpose. At least until she expires. As the trainer spoke, he stroked the chain at his hip, and a harsh smile split across his gaunt face. Ziva's blood ran cold. A slave that could not perform its main function was useless, and the Colosseum did not suffer a useless creature to live. But death would be a gift compared to the tender mercies of the trainer's care. Wait. She still has value. You've been needing a new broodminder in the hatchery since the last one went Rivener. Y use her. Ziva watched with bated breath as the slavers thought over her words, and after a moment, the pitmaster nodded. Yes, I suppose she could still be of use. Very well, 
finish patching her up and then see her to the hatchery. Then lightning fast, the hand of the slaver had caught Ziva in the face. The force of the blow made her ears ring and her cheek felt like fire. But do remember your place, Vajne. That pretty tongue of ours is not meant to speak out of turn. In fact, such insolence suggests that you are in need of some remedial education. Once you have seen the Akeshti to the hatchery, we will take her place with the trainer. The fear swept over her so quickly and completely that she thought she might be sick. She watched the smile on the trainer's face grow into something cruel and hungry, his hand now gripping the chain whip. As they say, the pitmaster spoke with a lilt of depraved mirth. No good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> and with a last sneer, the slavers left. When Ziva turned back to finish her work, the female was staring up at her from where she lay, eyes the color of molten gold. The look in those eyes was one Ziva would never forget. Pain, relief, fear, and sorrow. It was now those same eyes that look up at her as she crosses the last few feet that separates her and the Akeshti at the window. She sits on the bench and lets her own eyes fill with every good emotion she can summon trying to will some amount of peace into her small red friend, and she softly whispers, Hello, Uli. Damn! Tough one there. For real! God damn. Like, I was thinking, like, at first, like, you know, like, okay, she's part of a cell. And then I'm just like, no, it's worse than that. <laughs> Fuck. No dream within a dream. Shit went deep. Inceptions. <laughs> it was. Much. Yeah, I love that. That was great. Good job on that. Mm. Um, that's the end of day four. So it's day five now. Um, so... <laughs> Let's, let's talk about, because, you know, we could sit here and get bogged down in the day-to-day stuff. Um, I want let's do just, it. I just, <laughs> what, what I want you is got a dream. NPCs for us to meet, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. What, what I want is for you guys to just tell me kind of what the general things that you're you're doing. I know that there's investigations going. There's, what what is, over the, we're, I'm talking like the next two days, what are you, what are you doing, you know? I mean, we still need to figure out what uh, what's going on with the the mine that this place was built mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, think I imagine that's... we're passing uh, info back to each other. You know? Yeah, oh, like yeah. like yeah. like we're going to talk out of character, kind of yeah. out of the like present, you know, mm-hmm. and just say, okay, players, talk to me about what the next two days look like for this party, right? You know, so all communication, whatever it is, it's like we're going to hand wave. Yeah. Wave the majority yeah. of that. Right. right? So Fell's going to want to f- try and find a terminal that he can remote into and see if he can dig any deeper in the new Elysium network. Um, All right. So you're going to get two computer checks 
over okay. this like kind of flash forward that we're doing here. So keep remember that you okay. basically two computer so, checks for that specific thing. Right. So what else okay. are you doing over the course of the day? Because I mean that's you know that's not going to sure. take up two days. Um, I don't know. See what the captain and everybody else has because that's all that uh, Fell can think of to try and you know do mm. or what he's specialized in. I think I want to have if you're you know digging on stuff in the interwebs. Uh, Mike would probably come to you and ask if you could like look into uh, Kane. What's his last name? Saffle? Saffle? Zaffle. Security yes. guy. Yes. Yeah. Like look into him. Like find out everything you can about him. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's like, good. Now that now that he's like on my radar, I don't like this motherfucker. And I th- I think you said this, but just to clarify, like. We're assuming that all relevant information has been shared amongst each other. Like, yeah, like, like basically at this, you Kane know, and everything. Right, right. So, like, I think we've established over the last couple of episodes mm-hmm. is that when something new and important happens, somebody's going to reach out and make sure the rest of the crew knows, and that you've basically accepted Kuiper as part of your mm-hmm. your group for for what's going on here. You know, mm-hmm. like. You've trusted him, at least on the inner circle, to help you figure out what's happening, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think before um, even day, like the night before of day four, after our meeting with uh, Kane and, and Phil, like uh, he would have met with everybody or came back to the house or the apartment or whatever and probably like ranted like yeah. about how crazy and bullshit this is and like i don't remember doing this and like it's not even gardenzio and all you know mm-hmm. like he would, he would be freaked out and like let everybody know loudly <laughs> that that was going on mm-hmm. <laughs> okay uh but now because of that he wants like dirt on kane okay. yeah so we would probably like just go over like what kind of stuff to look for with with uh, Kane's apple? Like, and yeah. if you guys like are wanting to investigate the mine, right? If you're just like generally going to ask the appropriate people, right? You know, maybe maybe you try to reach out to Philip again. Maybe you'll ask the doctor. I mean, tell me who you would ask, and we um, can kind of tie this into like a singular role. I, you know, I. I would want to set up a meeting specifically with Philip. Um, the, t- the things that Ziva would want to do is meet face to face with Philip because I've mm. got some things that I'm hoping that will help with that role. Uh, and then she would also want to do some checkups with the doctor, especially after hearing that she, you know, didn't check in with other people just to make sure she's cool. And also she said she was going to check with us on a day to day basis. And yeah, she hired us basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Um, we got to get Kuiper at 1099, you guys. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have Tiffon Yee facts one over. Okay, so we got two checks on the app. We're going to do, you know, basically some investigation checks for the mine. I will actually give you the chance to role play out your conversation with. Philip, if you want, Emily. Okay. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I think everybody's got done the shopping that they want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got the augmentations that they're going to get. Um, and so outside of those particular tasks, is, is it just generally kind of keeping an eye on the resort as a whole, checking out other guests, trying to see how they're looking as well? Mm-hmm. 
You know, is there any other like specific <clears throat> specific tasks that the group is trying to accomplish in these Tiger two days? Tiger wants to talk to talk. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. And All right. I, I want to maybe again probably ask Josh or ask Josh to ask Kuiper if there's a way for me to send a message back to the APA headquarters to uh, Tiffon and Rupert and like let them know we're doing okay. I mean, but Mike could ask some shit. Get him to on. fax that 1099 over, mm-hmm. and also get him to fax the 1099. <laughs> Mike could ask Fell to do that. Yeah, that's right. What I meant. Yeah, <laughs> you have the same job, dude. Get off my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so oh, I like well, that. Th- that and and also, like I said, I sent a message to uh, Barrel Door, but I like kind of want to follow up with him a couple times and like as discreetly as Mike is capable of, like try to figure out if there's a, if like Corin's been acting weird. Okay. Anything else? Anytime that Ziva's not like actively engaged with somebody, like she would just kind of be flitting about and, you know, talking to people, chatting folks up and the whole time, like you trying to use her ring, like perceptions, listening for anybody mentioning those names. Um, okay, so let's do this. Let's start with Kuiper talking to Tok. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, he's just, uh, I guess he'll approach him and just uh, be frank with him, you know? Uh, so at that point, he's like, What I've learned from you is that you're someone who's often underestimated. Now, I was just curious, uh, during my stay here, I've seen staff keep silent of their abusers and uh, phantasms that could result from narcotics or something more supernatural. I understand that you're always looking for a good story. So I was wondering if perhaps you could look into this. I've even heard whispers of a Vatani by the name of Keon Reese. Perhaps you've heard of this name? Uh, maybe seen him walking around? Um, he says, Well, I have not seen this Kehontris. I do not know who it is that you are speaking of. But of course, I would love to. I already am trying to catch some of these weird, strange things that are happening. But I have yet to be able to catch something of any substance. It seems that whatever is happening here is not being manifested in the physical world. That being said, I would love to have the permission to train my camera on on the APA crew. They had denied me once. In fact, they were quite rude. However... They are generating a bit of a buzz back in Absalom Station. And I think that I might be able to get something very interesting on them. You know, for future dealings, of course. You do that, and I will share any of my videotape with you. We'll talk. That's it. Okay. Um... Barrel and Mike. 
sorry, I just like knocked over a bunch of shit on my desk. Um, yeah, so he's a killer. Yeah, hey now, you see a little jumpy, man. Well, so my my idea kind of uh, before we like RP anything was like try to meet up with him, find out if anything's going on with Corin, and then over the course of a couple of days, maybe like. To make it not seem like he's trying to pry too hard, just go back into that mode of like, oh, I just want to hang out and stuff, and maybe like see if they can like get together and hang out at Wild Apples or whatever. And well, he maybe can you guys like, can, you can work it up as you're doing morning runs, right? You already know that he does runs, you know, and that he likes to do laps, and maybe you know over the course of the next two days, you you know, the first day you just like hang out with him totally jovially. You know, and not not even bring it up, and then that second morning, maybe, you know, after you've kind of buttered the bread, so to speak. Right. So, what do you ask him? He'd try to very casually be like, "Hey, man, so uh, that's not my voice. That's Texas voice." Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you sound like my cousin. You sound like my cousin. All of a sudden, it, it's infectious, dude. <laughs> if you're from there, um, like, hey, so like, I had a bit of a spa with uh, your boy Corin. Uh, he's quite good. But, um, I know he seemed like maybe he was out of sorts or something. I just wanted to make sure everything was all right with him. You know, he's not like, under the weather. Well, I mean, it's funny you ask. He has seemed a little, a little moody lately. He's usually pretty, pretty, pretty reserved and like kind of the calm of our group. If, if, if it, if you know what I'm saying. Um, uh, but he's been, he's been real snappy lately. You know, I don't know what, what stick done crawled up his butt, but he, he, <laughs> He ain't really, he ain't really the like calm center of wisdom that that yeah, he I, once was. The he, quiet storm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, but this isn't really his thing either. Being here, like I know he'd rather just be back at home training. Right. And like it's no big deal. I just wanted to make sure. I just just you know got to make friends with him. Got to spar. And I know those kind of things can turn heated quite quickly. And. Um, yeah, he told I me was, he kicked your ass. Did he now? He did. Uh, pretty sure I won two out of three, but it's fine. Um, that's but that's why too. I ask, is after the third round, he kind of, like you said, he seemed kind of snappy. He actually called me old, and it took a lot not for me to be like, that's the pot calling the kettle black, isn't <laughs> it, mate? But uh, anyway, I was just worried about him. Yeah, well, I mean... I think he's just ready to go. As I said, this isn't his environment. Um, but it's weird because, you know, this is my environment. I love this shit. But, uh, I could tell. But, I mean, I went and played some video games the other day. And, and man, I usually love that shit. But I'm, I am I just, it felt kind of dull. kind of felt just a little boring to me. Why you know? feeling it? No, man. It's weird. So, so then I found the darts and that was fun for a while. But then I got bored with that and... The only thing that really seems to still hold any, uh, uh, any, like real energy is is running. So that's just what I'm doing. It's weird right. though. Usually I'm all about this kind of shit. Well, you know, if if it makes you feel any better, maybe tomorrow, or the next day, or something. Maybe we could like get together with the the bus place, go to Wild Apples, have a few drinks, try to shake off some of this negative energy. Yeah, that sounds like a plan to me. Let's do it. Cool, cool. Okay. So, let's see. What else was there? Uh, okay, Emily, you wanted Ziva to talk to um, Philip. So, you send him a message, and he actually does not respond. I would try and find him. 
Uh, he's not anywhere on your app. I would immediately message the doctor. Okay, what do you message the doctor? I uh, just wanted to check in, see how you are, and see if she responds. Just very vague. Uh, I, she responds with, I am very busy, but I am okay. How are you feeling? Any new symptoms? So far, so good. Um, are you in the... Are you in Titan's Rest? I am in my office. No, I am not in Titan's Rest. Hmm. Have you seen Philip? I was hoping to uh, get a drink with him. Uh, he is not feeling too good. Uh, I think he'll be fine, but he's just said he is feeling a bit under the weather. So I am trying to take care of everything for him today. I checked on him. I mean, he just seemed to be having what looks like normal stomach bug issues. Nothing compared to some of the things that you have been experiencing. Oh, God. Um, I mean, she would, she would, she would say, okay. Um, and this is over the course of a couple of days. So she, she would message Philip again, like later in the day or the next day just kind of heard you were feeling under the weather wanted to check in with you uh so when you send that message it's like two hours after that he responds and he says uh just a simple message yes been asleep all day not feeling good we'll talk tomorrow that's what he sends on you know night or day five but it's very delayed which is unusual for him because he's usually like right on the jump <sighs> Man, they done body snatch this motherfucker, dude. Ziva wants to see him in person, so however often she has to, like, pester him over the next few days, that's her main goal right now. Okay. uh, So, at the end of night five, we have to make some dice rolls. Mm. I have to make some dice rolls. Heath and John have to make some dice rolls. Doesn't doesn't Fel do his uh, computer stuff? Right. And we got Fel's computers checks, too, at the end of night five. All right, so let's see if you can break this app open. I'm using another inspiration for this because okay. I really want to want to crack this nut. Uh, this is one that Paul <laughs> gave us or gave me. God damn it, a one! <laughs> God. Next, next thing. Uh, Move along. All right, uh, corruptions. Heath, roll for Mike. Roll a will save. Uh, Sixteen. Okay, you're okay. How oh, about really? you, uh, Kuiper? Rolled a 17, so you're plus right. 8, so 25, yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. At the end of night 5, Ziva has a another experience. She, as she's brushing her teeth with a regular-sized toothbrush. <laughs> Thank you. That softens this blow. Okay. She... Kind of accidentally clips her gums with it, and they start to bleed. Roll a will save. Um. Okay. All right. So that's gonna be uh, seven on the die plus eight, so fifteen. <laughs> As you kind of get here, like you know, kind of put your finger up there on your gum, like ah. Oh, Damn it, you know, just kind of a stupid mm-hmm. thing. Pull, 
you know, rinse your mouth out, spit out, and kind of pink water comes out of your mouth. And don't worry anything about it. Wash your face and kind of head back to your to your bed to get in, in bed. But your mouth keeps like filling up with blood, you know, and you like kind of lean over to the trash can and spit like a mouthful of blood out. And, and you're just like, what the fuck? Uh, as you take 15 points of piercing damage. Oh, Ooh, girl, you got gingivitis. Oh, uh, so bad. <laughs> and, and you're just like, what? And, you know, you spit blood in the trash can and you go back into the bathroom to rinse your mouth out again. And you open your mouth and where you pierced your gum, like your tooth just falls out. Just no. Falls into the sink. Just tink, 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 and like Mm-mm. around the drain. And you're like, what? And you go put your your finger in the gap where your tooth is. And there's like a hole in your gum. And you're like, what? And you're going to take 11 points of piercing damage. Mm-hmm. And then as you're continue to do that, like as you push against it to try to stop the bleeding... It just pushes up like there's no resistance from your gum. And your finger just pushes up into your gum, up into your nasal cavity. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, and now your nose starts bleeding. And and you're just like, shit. And so you're spitting the blood out, wiping your face, trying to rinse your mouth out. You're filling your mouth with gauze or Kleenex or whatever, trying to like stop the bleeding. And, and you just keep putting Kleenex up there and it just keeps pushing up into your face. You know, it's so like your cheekbones filled with bloody Kleenex and like it starts coming out your nose. And then like the corner of your eye starts dripping blood just down the cheek. And you're going to take another 13 points oh of piercing damage. Um, and you spit again and this time your two front teeth come out with it. <clears throat> like just gone blood comes out of your nose and out of both your eyes but right now like all of a sudden it feels doesn't hurt it feels kind of good as you continue to push your finger up you're feeling parts of your body that you've never felt before and you're reaching your finger. You can feel the back of your eyeball <laughs> as you reach up, touch your ocular nerve. <laughs> you take another 13 points of pleasure damage. And Ziva, you are corrupted. Ooh. Oh my god. Hey. You have your first manifestation called Pain Refuge. Okay. The lines between pleasure and pain are blurred for you. Your gift, the first time you take hit point damage in a given combat, for one round, you can roll attack rolls, saving throws, and skill checks twice and take the better result. You can do so again the first time you drop below half your hit points in a given combat. During this time, however, you can't benefit from morale bonuses. Your stain, 
Increase any damage you take by an amount equal to the number of manifestations you have, up to a maximum of double the original amount of damage. Oh, I take that so, damage? So for every manifestation you have, you're taking an extra point of damage. Hmm. So go ahead and drop that corruption mm-hmm. and said manifestation on your character sheet. All right, remember, kids, always floss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This is the moral of this entire Dental story. Hygiene. Uh, day six, um, you know, kind of continue. Emily, Ziva reaches out to Kuiper. I'm not Kuiper. Um, Philip again, and this time he responds and says he would be happy to meet you for lunch. Okay. Uh, do we do that? Kimberly shook it. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, okay. Um, Too bad you're about to meet with a reptoid. Y'all, what's yeah. bad is like I feel like my tooth was hurting a little earlier today, and now I'm just like that's all I can think about. Um. Okay. Anyways, yeah, she will have lunch with him. Do we do that now? Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. So on the way to lunch, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm not feeling really hungry. Um. Or at least Emily's not. Make sure to chew your food and brush. Uh, so you can restore. Did you go into your HP on uh, that? Yeah, I did. So you can restore that back to full, but not your stamina. Oh shit. Well, no, you had a long rest, so you can. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so uh, on the way to lunch, basically, uh, right before she heads in, um, she would, uh, as she's leaving her quarters, you know, she would pull out her new fancy perfume and give herself a couple of spritz. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a pheromone perfume for halflings. Whoa. Um, and then she would also go ahead... And chug, yeah, we're just going to do it. We're going to spend all my money right now. Um, She would chug an elixir, I think. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. A serum. Serum, okay. Mm -hmm. Of diplomacy. Okay. A diplomat, rather. Uh, And that lasts for an hour. So, essentially, that's going to give me a plus two insight. Oh. It's, I can't have morale bonus, but I can have no, an insight. No, you can. It's only, it's only when that gift is activated, like okay. when you're in combat and, gotcha. and like you, you, um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not play here. Cool beans. Um, so I get a plus two for the serum and I get a, um, a plus two, I believe also for, yeah. Plus two for the perfume, specifically against uh, halflings. Is the name of that perfume milkshake? Because it brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> Only the short ones. Um, okay. Yeah. So you go, you arrive at the bistro, mm-hmm. and he's not there yet. So you find a table, and he comes in about you know ten minutes late, and. I mean, as soon as he walks in, you can tell that he has not gotten any sleep. He looks exhausted. Like, he's not chipper. He doesn't have the smile on his face. He hasn't even bothered to cover up the black eye at this point. 
Um, and he actually like is almost like kind of limping a little bit. Um, and he just comes in, just kind of slumps into the table and says, Hey, Hey Ziva, how you wanted to meet? Uh, yes, but I, I just you smell want- wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> it's it's a new it's a new fragrance. Um, can I get you anything? Do you need anything to eat? You look, you look just so water. tired. Uh, just just water. Okay, and she would you know do whatever that needs to be done. Um, Philip, I I I wanted to check in on you. I, a couple of the guys mentioned that you had, um, and she would gesture to his face, and just say you know. I and are are you okay? Are you being hurt by someone? And she's like trying to keep her voice low, like she's just and putting as much concern as she can into it. Like you can, you can tell me. I I feel like we're on a friendly level here, and we are supposed to be securing you essentially against whatever ails you. Roll a diplomacy check. I want to use inspiration. All, all the bonuses, get it. All the bonuses. Um, I just mm. want it. I just want it to work. Um, and shit, I dropped that, and I don't know who it was, so I'm a failure. Oh, okay. Going to use my um, adornment to do another roll <laughs> because that was a five. Okay. What was that? Natural 20! There you go. Nice! There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Proud of you. So, that's going to be nine just on my like little thingies, plus nine. Uh, I mean, you rolled a natural 20, plus yeah. nine, plus uh, everything I else. do yeah. that It's like a math. 50. It's yeah. literally just 50. Wants to see how it's big literally the 50. Is. is it really 50? It's 50. literally 50. Yes. Wow. What else is theirs? All right. You gotta tell us everything. I wanted okay. it to be because that essentially cost me like five hundred dollars. So How does the like- APM? <laughs> so yeah, what? Are, what? <laughs> this is it. You just beat it with. That. I beat it. <laughs> GG. That's it, folks. Uh, so what exactly are you trying to ask here, like Emily, as a player? Like, what are you trying to get out of this? I am trying to get. What the fuck is going on, Philip? Somebody's hurt you. You are obviously in a state. Like, you know it's not the shrimp. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? And trying to establish very much, like, a friendly, helpful connection with him. Um, he he says, Ziva, I, I just... I can't fake it anymore. There's something terrible going on here. There's, there's whole... Whole periods of time where I can't remember anything I'll, I'll i'll just come to somewhere and not know how i got there i don't know how i got this black eye i don't i just wanted to be a good host and this this was supposed to be this was supposed to be my my big break And all I, uh, you guys came here, and 
you were you were my you were my selection for guest. And and it's just been miserable for all of you this this whole time and it, it's been it's been miserable for me too. I I I don't know what's happening, Ziva. There's there's things happening. There's There's emails on my computer that I didn't send. There's There's research that I don't remember researching. He pulls up his sleeve. Like all the way up, like kind of to his shoulder. He rolls it up and you just see like cuts all up and down his arm. I don't know how I got these, Ziva. But you can't tell anybody. It'll cause a panic. I understand, Philip. I understand. The doctor's can, trying to help. Can Can I tell if they're self-inflicted? I mean, no. Oh, okay. I mean, I have medicine. I, mean, I didn't know if I could like, check on that. <laughs> they could be, you know. You okay. Know. Yeah. I've talked to the doctor. I know she's working on this. I, I know that this is... I know firsthand that there are some strange things happening here. Philip, I, I, you have been honest with me. I will be honest with you. I... Do you know anything about a mine? There have been whispers... You know that there's that this place was something before it was a corporate retreat and things are always possible there might be some kind of correlation or connection are you familiar with any of this and if you're not would you mind if maybe one of my specialists maybe fell took a look at your computer it's your research we can put our heads together and figure out this out, what this is, and I don't want you, I don't want you to suffer, I don't want your reputation to suffer, you have done an amazing job, you've just been, these circumstances have been cast upon you, I want to help you thrive, that's what you brought us here for. Yes, I, you're right, I'm sorry that I, that I didn't tell you before, I just wanted this to be successful. Let me get some sleep. I'm so tired. But, yes. Sometime tomorrow, bring Fel to my office and we'll look through what what we have together. Of but course. I, I... I can barely keep myself up right now. Of course. Let let me take you to your office. Let's Let's walk together. I want to... I want to see you there. We'll walk together, all right? And she basically wants to try and escort him to his room. Okay. Yeah, Um, yeah, you can do that. uh, Yeah. And on the way, as they're walking through the halls, she would uh, telepathically ask him, like, one more thing, and we don't have to discuss it here if you don't want, but just... Kaon Reese, 
was he doing here? We know him, we are contacts with him outside of New Elysium, but why was he so angry on the docks? Just... He... He didn't agree with bringing you here. He didn't tell me really why. He just kept saying that Zaffel and his team were all the security that was needed and that they would be running all the protocols and tests. That's why they were hired. And that it was foolish of me to invite the APA and our biggest competitor, you. But I just disagreed. I thought multiple perspectives would be the best way for us to make this amazing. I want him to live so badly. Please don't kill him, Adam. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Um, yes, Philip, I agree. Uh, it takes it takes a village. <laughs> And she would try and comfort him on the way back. Um, she's not trying to push him too terribly much because she can tell he's exhausted. Um, but yeah, she would just kind of keep it light after that. Yeah. I mean, you walk him to his room and he gets to, the, to his room. And like, this, you know, when you get there, he turns to you and says, Thank you, Ziva. Thank you for, for walking me here. I, I'm good. Uh, I'm just going to get some rest, okay? I look forward to talking to you tomorrow after you feel a bit better. Yeah, me too. As soon as he's through the door, Siva would message Fell. And our, our actually message Fell and Kuiper and be like, essentially asking, is there any way that we can put some kind of like security cam or something on I, I want to be able to watch his room like obviously if it's not self-inflicted somebody's fucking with him and he doesn't remember it um so maybe just asking Ooh. to meet with them I guess and we could just discuss it in person so that it's not like caught in the net that is this fucking app alright Phil I will say that Throughout these two days, you find yourself feeling cold. You know, like just random shivers here and then. Um, on day six, it seems to be more pronounced, though. Like you just can't shake the chills. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's just kind of just, just can't get warm. But I mean, it's nothing like major, you know, it's just, you know, you, you seem to always want another layer, which is odd for you. you yeah. Know? Um, let's get our roles for day six. Let's start with the computer role, Phil. I, I, I think you're going to break it this time. I have faith in you. You just ruined it. It won't happen. Uh, <laughs> Here's a, another inspiration on this one from Paradox. Um, it's an eight on the die. So 11 plus 18 is a 29. 
I'm guessing that DC is like a 30 or a 32. So close. Yeah. But no cigar. Yeah. Um, yeah, you cannot, but I mean, I th- what I will tell you after this many rolls on it is that this, this looks like this must be Kaon's work. I mean, the, the amount of security around what should be a basic hack to an app. You're starting to put some connections together that yeah. he had to have had something to do with this, or at least Eclipse Innovations. Like I mean, you already know that that they're like supplying the app, but like this is way more security than a little you bit expect. absurd for the type of app that it right. is. Okay, right. Um, Ziva, when you get back to your room, up on your hollow screen when you walk in. You see a commercial. It says, are you looking for the new hippest social media app? You tired of being on your granddad's Facebook? Spacebook. Space. There Spacebook. You go. <laughs> Take an inspiration, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get to it in just a second. But. Wow. The easiest inspiration. <laughs> it was easy. Well, like I should have said, I should have got that. You, you know should what have. I mean? It was low hanging yeah. fruit. Yeah. Um, it says, if so, look forward to the new Penumbra social media app. Your all-encompassing photo, video, music, media manager. That's sure to put you in the forefront of social media. And then it closes out. What uh, was that name again? That's that old bullshit, Penumbra. Penumbra. Yep. All right. So this inspiration uh, is from is a Phrasma save inspiration. Oh, oh shit! From Steve, Steve. the hideous land of Steve. Uh, The message says, "Have Adam read the non-spooky uh, email." Okay. In parentheses, it's a long one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't fit on the card, so uh, yeah, let me pull it, pull it up. Alright. In your spookiest voice. No, well, this, this is the non spooky. This is the non spooky one here. Which implies that there's a spooky you listening, one there. This is Steve. Uh he plays Matumbe on the Hideous <laughs> Laughter saw. Podcast. And, and saw, saw on yeah. the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Saw Muna. <laughs> and Natasi Core Six on mm-hmm. the Hideous Tom Foolery podcast. That's true. All right. So from Stephen, I almost feel like this one needs a doodly do, but <laughs> not quite. You're not getting one though. <laughs> not getting one. You get a single doodly. One doodle. You can get a slurp if you doodle. want one. Doodle. Yeah. Doodle. <laughs> yeah. All right. doodle, man. <laughs> Dang old doodle. Here we go. Time melts back to the fabled past. And a seven-foot-tall Mwangi man kneels in prayer. As Matumbe, gravedigger of Phrasma, begins the conclusion of his morning preparation rituals venerating the Lady of Graves, a whippoorwill flits down and settles on his shoulder. His incantation interrupted, Matumbe turns his head and raises an eyebrow at his new feathered friend. Ah, venerable voice of the Lady, what knowledge have you to impart on me from Phrasma today? <laughs> that's my best best go at no, it. It's, it's pretty good, Matumbe. I gotta say, yeah, that's man. not bad. Yeah. Uh, 
I give the, it a moon, moon 10 out of 10. Oh, <laughs> now, the bird twitters into his ear. Upon hearing the little bird's message, a grave look falls across Matumbe's fa- face. A friend from the future needs my help, you say. As far as I am aware, I have no friends from the future. But this is an interesting development nonetheless. His eyes close. His palms begin to glow with holy purple light as he begins a new incantation. Noble member of the Epic Tracer crew, my lady commands me to channel my powers to you across space and time. Be receptive of her gifts and take an inspiration. That's awesome. <laughs> the fucking awesome that. we've all oh been God. wanting. Oh, man, see, like same universe. Now, now, now yeah. it's like canon, well, you know. No, <laughs> well, I mean, but we're not getting these inspirations in canon, right? Like, I mean, that's that, one, that one it is. was, you know. That's yeah. why I was like, yeah. it might need like half Steve a doodle, you know. With the laws of space yeah. and time on this one. I don't, I don't know. You got close, my man. <laughs> I mean, half a doodle's just a do. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it to Steve. I yeah. give that a clean doodly doodly do. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so you got that app. You got, Fell, you got that inspiration. And so we need corruption rolls once again. Uh, Heath, let me get a will save. Okay. I got a 21. Okay, you're good. Uh, Kuiper? Got an 18 on the die. I'm so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. 18 total, not on the die. I uh, apologize. Well, you're still good. Okay, cool. Uh, and Ziva. Oh, I got an 11. An 11? You rolled I a got, 3 on the die? I did. I rolled a 3. Oh, my God. Okay, well. More teeth. You failed. Would you like to spend a resolve point to change that to a success do i get to hear what it is first no it's just a step up the corruption like trust me you don't want to go oh, up corruption no. if you can help it no okay you I have to make that. these saves every night for the rest of this adventure is I what do. you know <laughs> I, I spend a resolve okay um all right so that's the end of day six right so we start day seven, and I think Heath, uh, you had mentioned wanting to set up a, a hangout with the with the booze blades. The booze blades <laughs> is such a good term. <laughs> it really is. Like that's, that's who they are now. If they like, weren't before. At, they are now. At, at, during the game, they're the buzz blades. After the game, they're the booze blades. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, but that, that's such an appropriate term because, like, he wanted to hang out like an evening get together with him now that he's sparred with Corrin and he's befriended uh, Barrowdor and and the whole purpose behind that is that I want to like hang out with him but keep like it, get introduced to every one of them or introduce myself to every one of them but try to like get a read on like are any of these people maybe dealing with these same kind of weird visions or acting weirdly you know what I'm saying just yeah, get a read on let's all get them. a perception and a sense motive from you. Ooh, two things I am particularly good at. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> trying to give you two shots here. Yeah, yeah right. Um, yeah, okay. 
Oh, that's a 19 on the first die, so that'll be a 20, because I have a plus one to perception. Uh, okay, well, that's not bad. Um, and the sense motive? That's not as good. Um, I don't even know what it is, because I never do this. It's a plus one as well, so I got a seven yeah. on the sense motive. All right, so you can't really get a read on their mood at all. I mean, like, other than just how they're acting. And I mean, they're drinking. They seem to be drinking heavily. Um, you know, I will say that you, you know, you, you're no stranger to drinking to, to hide problems. Right. And you definitely get the sense that that may be going on with a couple of them. With that perception though, you, you see that, uh, Yazloya definitely has a couple scrapes, like on her face and on her neck. Nothing like major, but she's, she has some wounds there that you hadn't seen before. Yeah, so like anybody that I picked anything up on at some point, probably towards the end of the night when they're in their cups, as it were, would try to like get them off by yeah. their self and, and ask them some questions. Ziva, when you try to meet with Philip, you go to his office. Well, first you text him. No response. You text the doctor, I assume, after that. Yes. And uh, she says, give me a moment. I actually want to meet with all of you and, and say it all at once. Um, oh, fuck. But I'm, I'm afraid that Fel- or F- Philip cannot. I'm afraid that Philip cannot be seen. Um, he is very, very ill, and I do not want it to spread. And she, she actually wants to meet with y'all around... Eight o'clock. Yes. Okay. Uh, and that, you know, after you text her shortly after that, she sends a message to all of you, um, including Kuiper, and asks to meet uh, at Titan's Rest after hours. Um, you get this message, Heath. You know, probably in the midst of hanging out with the booze blades. Right. Uh, let's go. Let's do it. For sure. Uh-huh. Um, as you guys start making your way through there, you notice that there is a lot more security present walking the halls of New Elysium. And that they're much more armed than you've seen them before. Is it a different um, organization, or is it just same action? organization? Okay, all right. Just wanted to know. They just seem to have stepped up their presence a little bit. Okay, noted. And you get to Titan's Rest, and it's, it's a good thing I've become such good friends with the security here. <laughs> same. And it, you know, it's dark when you get there, and you, you know, because it's closed. And as you approach, she kind of very quietly opens the door and waves you and come, come on, come. Yeah, we go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe to say we Should go. go. Yeah, yeah, we file uh, it. So she takes you in and keeps the, the lights out. Um, and she turns on a very small flashlight. Says, I, I don't want anybody to know that we are here. This is... Very troubling news. 
it seems as if Mr. Zafu has gotten wind of the things that are going on around here. And he has reached out to the stewards as his protocol when you start a quarantine. I am afraid that New Elysium is now under soft quarantine. What does that mean? Most of the guests will not know. But I am telling you because we are working together. But nobody will be allowed to leave this resort. There is heightened security. And the bars will be closing earlier. We are awaiting the stewards to come. It usually takes them a good bit of time as they are bound by bureaucracy. Things are getting very tense. Be wary. Mr. Zafur does not trust your group. Yeah, but we don't trust him either. Neither do I. This is why I'm telling you these things. It is about to get very, very stressful. And I think it is extremely important, given the nature of the symptoms and the side effects of whatever it is that is going on here, that we try to keep all the guests calm. It seems that aggression exacerbates these effects. I wish I had better news. But this is where we are. And we'll see you. Oh, fuck. Where's Philip? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's not the shrimp, huh? It's 100% the shrimp. Oh, He's the shrimp. This is what happens when you put somebody in a position of power whose first name is King. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a bad guy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think we all know And the accent? Fuck that guy. Oh, god mm-hmm. damn. This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. This is how we roll.